Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Dwight Oswald, and our devotional this morning is from Matthew 24, verses 27 and 28, and I've titled it, The Second Coming of Christ. Satan's thing has always been deception and murder. John 8, 44. He lies with the intent of destroying people. Satan's master deception will be the revealing of Antichrist, through whom he will deceive the entire world, with the exception of the elect. And when Antichrist comes on the scene, he will have a whole host of false Christs and false prophets working in league with him. Their impact will be worldwide as they deceptively make false prophetic and messianic claims. In contrast will be the manifestation of the true Christ at the second coming as revealed by Jesus in Matthew 24, 27, and 28. We read in Matthew 24, 27, For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. When Jesus the true Messiah comes in his second coming, it will be obvious. It will be visible to all and not obscure. It will be as lightning flashing clear across the heavens from the east to the west. So will the coming of the Son of Man be. It will be brilliant and expansive, clear across the heavens. The heavens will be ablaze with the glory at his coming. Want a sign from heaven? This will be it, undeniable, glorious, and emphatic. Revelation 1.7 reads, Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. John Walbert writes, Unlike the rapture of the church, which apparently the world will not see or hear, the second coming of Christ will be witnessed by both believers and unbelievers who are on the earth at that time. And then Jesus says in Matthew 24, 28, For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Right after saying his coming will be in a blaze of lightning-like glory, Christ then says, Wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered. He combines the thought of his glorious coming with a scene of birds of prey feeding on a dead carcass. Most agree that verse 28 is most probably a proverbial statement that in effect is communicating that when Christ comes, it will be in association with deadly judgment. The word translated in the New King James as eagles can also be translated as vultures which would seem to be more accurate here, as vultures are normally more known as carrion eaters versus eagles. Verse 28 depicts judgment, death, and carnage. Not only will glory accompany Christ's coming, but so also will judgment, death, and carnage. Christ is coming in glory and with deadly judgment on those who stand in opposition to him. Zechariah 14 verses 3 and 4 reads, Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. And he will set his feet on the Mount of Olives. And in that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west, making a very large valley 
Half of the mountain shall move toward the north and half of it toward the south. 2 Thessalonians 1.8 In flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We read about the second coming in Revelation 19, verse 11. Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. Verse 15 goes on to say, Now out of his mouth goes a sharp, a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress, <clears throat> treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And then verses 17 and 18 in Revelation 19. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather together for the supper of the great God that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. Wow. And then it continues, verse 19 through 21. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone, and the rest were killed. And the rest were killed with a sword which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. The story is told of an old janitor who was sitting in the gymnasium of a theological seminary reading the book of Revelation. A theological professor happened by and, and sort of condescendingly asked the janitor if he understood what he was reading. The janitor, the janitor responded that he did. Intrigued, the professor said, What does it mean? The janitor said, It means that Jesus wins. John saw heaven opened, and behold, he saw Jesus coming and riding on a white horse, signifying victory. Jesus wins. He comes with a sharp sword to strike the nations. Jesus wins. He comes to rule with a rod of iron. Jesus wins. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus wins. Now, when he comes, no one will be wondering if this is the real Christ. It will be demonstrably obvious and glorious. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus.